Hello, and welcome to another chaotic episode of Tales from Suburbia. I wanted to come on here before this episode started to kind of explain and give backstory. Last week, or last episode, we had a conversation about what lights us up. Well, that turned into a a whole other conversation, almost a two-hour-long conversation, about raising kids as millennial parents. So in the beginning of this episode, you're going to hear Melinda and I kind of finishing off the the conversation from the previous week, uh, where we're talking about Melinda's daughter and how, um, she kind of wanted things her way. And it caused us to kind of reflect on what being a millennial, millennial parent really is, what that looks like and how we parent our kids versus how we were parented. So if that topic is interesting to you, we kind of get real in this episode. And we talk about some things that may be triggering. Um, there is mention of uh, some physical abuse, um, you know, mild sexual abuse. So if those things are triggering to you, or even just maybe hearing about how other people were parented uh, and in anxiety and what disorders that caused. Uh, you might want to skip this episode, but if you are a millennial parent and you um, want to hear our perspective, you know, definitely listen to the episode. Again, it is longer, but we, again, get a little real. It's kind of like a bitch o'clock, but not quite. So hopefully you enjoy the episode. Hopefully you're along for the ride and it's not too out of pocket for us. be a source for it let me just tell you that much if she can't if she's pissed because i gave her a hand up at the goddamn (laughs) storybook right have you ever like is this normal behavior she didn't throw herself on the ground it was she resetting was she resetting like an ocd type trait like this didn't feel right so i gotta redo it no it was because i helped her if you help her do something she gets pissed okay she was perfect example and I don't know what this is. Then mm-hmm. it has to do with Disneyland again. The Nemo ride, which is the submarine ride. Fuck that ride. My niece, my niece was helping her down the stairs and she was going slow and, you know, whatever. So my niece picked her up mm-hmm. and walked her down the stairs. You would have thought it was World War Three. She was fighting to get back up the stairs so she could walk down and by herself. Maybe the conversation needs to be that, like, sometimes you don't get your way. Sorry. It's crazy. Like, is that just like autonomy to the 10th degree, like independence to the 10th degree? Well, no, my daughter used to have this too, where my daughter would. No, I do it. I'm going to do it. I That's do her. It. Yeah. Now she's reverted back to like, can you, can you put my sock on? So maybe can it's you put just my... this... No, you know how to do it. But she would have a tantrum. And then we had to have a discussion of like, listen, uh, you keep taking your shoes off. When we've, or you keep taking your socks off and we've asked you not to do that because I'm not going to keep putting them on for you. So if you want to have that right to yeah. take them off, you can have the right to put them back on. Yeah. But it is like this stubbornness, this, it's a boundary. They're pushing boundaries. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, I, I crossed her boundary of independence. Right. 
I didn't pick her out of the boat. I literally just gave her my hand so she could step up in. No, she wanted to step onto the platform by herself and Let's she see, had to walk back down. And I stopped. I, I'm all about like you creating boundaries and you be advocating for yourself. But I, where I will step in and I tell my daughter this, if it is unsafe at any point in time, I'm sorry, but you aren't going to get your way today. Yeah. It wasn't unsafe because the lady was like, oh no, she can come back if she wants to try. No, but I'm herself. saying if she would have tried to climb out and because you said she, she couldn't reach it and she fell. Right. Let's say she split. I perceived that she, open. no, she didn't. She didn't fall. Like she could do it by herself. Mm. I was just trying to be a mom. I was right. trying to be a mom. Yeah. Apparently being along. a mom is trying to move things yes, along. Yes. Essentially that's what was happening. Okay. Maybe it was my bad. Okay. Just trying to move the fuck along. Just move the fuck along. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was taking, like when she did it, when she did it by herself because of the nice lady, yeah. Um, she's fine. Nothing happened. She didn't need my help. I was just helping. But clearly, she wants to be a fucking independent woman. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just trying. I just let her do stuff first by herself. And then when she needs help, she asks me. And that's what I do. See, but I have what she does do to my niece, though, with that Nemo ride. Mm-hmm. She hadn't seen Emma since Disneyland. Emma mm-hmm. comes into the house for my dad's birthday. She walked straight up to Emma and said, uh, I'm mad at you because you picked me up at Disney, Nemo. You picked me up. And then Emma's like, you're still mad about that? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, well, I'm sorry. I was just trying to help you. And so she remembers shit. She's going to have a <laughs> tough road. Like, what the fuck? Emma's like, you still mad about that? I'm like, you really crossed her boundary. And she's letting you know what's up. I was like, this is too extreme. Here's here's what the issue I mixed I'm like, with. when is it like, when is it just toddler? And when is it pathological? <laughs> <laughs> This is what I experience day to day is I have to respect my daughter's boundaries. Yeah. But she could give a fuck all about mine. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they and don't give a fuck. She'll want to sit on my lap. She'll want to sit on my knee. She'll want to sit on my ankle. If I have my legs, like my ankles crossed, she'll just mm-hmm. like want to sit on my, my knees essentially where I'm like, there's no support there, ma'am. Or she'll want to stand right in front of me while I'm trying to watch TV. I have told you, do not sit on me. Do not sit in front of me. I cannot take it. I need you to sit next to me, but not in front Mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. But I want to. But I want to sit here. And I'm like, that's fine that you want that. But I'm I'm stating a clear boundary of I cannot mentally accept that right now. So I'm sorry. See so Len, if I if she's like trying to bounce on my leg or knee, I'll do it for a little bit, and then once I tell her, okay, you're hurting, mommy, I don't want that, mm-hmm. she'll stop. Oh no, my daughter won't. Okay, so it's just fucking. She's like, no, shit. but I want to. I'm like, and that's you can fuck yeah. off because I don't want it. <laughs> I think it's just toddler shit, and nobody prepares you for toddler shit because you look at them like they're crazy, or I'm like constantly assessing, like, is there like something fucking wrong with you, like. Be, and, I, and I mean like it's just you know what we do for work so I'm like do you, what, is there like is there something I need to go talk to your doctor about essentially like do I need to get you assessed for something and no it's just fucking toddler yeah, shit my daughter or, like, is I, this control thing yes, the control thing yeah, is it's crazy control. like she's like no music no volume no nothing but yesterday we're at the amusement park thing mm-hmm. And these kids, because I'm thinking, does she have, I told you, like, is she have mm-hmm. sensory issues? Like, what's going on? Do mm-hmm. I need to get her hearing assessed? Mm-hmm. 
this bitch is in a tunnel with all these little, sorry, I didn't mean to call her that. She's in a tunnel <laughs> with these other little gremlins and they're screaming to the mm-hmm. top of their lungs mm-hmm. and it's echoing because it's a mm-hmm. tunnel. And I'm standing there like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is fucking horrible. And she's fine. So I'm it's like, you're just- a liar. You're a fucking liar. You just want it your way. That's what I've decided. Well, no, she probably, it, it, it's a sensory issue in the sense of, if if I'm engaged in the stimulus, yeah, then it's fine. If I'm trying to do something else and another stimulus is trying to earwig it in, then f- fuck that stimulus. I don't want it. If it's a stimulant she wants. Yeah. And what I'm saying is it's not a sensory, like a true sensory issue. It's a, I don't fucking want that right now. Issue. No, I still think it's a sensory issue. Like not like an issue. I think it's more like, I'm getting all the stimulation I need right now in this setting. Yeah. And in this one, I'm, I'm dysregulated. There's, I need this stimulus. Do you know what I'm saying? By Mickey Mouse Club on the TV playing at volume eight. I don't know. I get like that. Like, I'm like, I get this like, whoa. I feel, I feel like she. I'm trying to read this right in front of me and be, because that's going on. I get dysregulated. Okay, but what if nothing's happening and it's quiet and you're like, I'm just going to turn it on. And she's like, no, no. You don't no, know the no. thoughts See in her control. head? That's what that you don't is. know the thoughts in her head? I know this. I, I know what the thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is because of what I do for work and what my husband does for work is then when she starts doing weird shit, we're like assessing her essentially like in our own brain driving mm-hmm. us batshit crazy. And I've just deduced that it's just fucking toddler shit. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, because I'm like, you're so different in so many, like, not so different, but like, when she's home, she like, not is that's not different. I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say it. It's not different. It's just like, she wants to control everything everywhere. And I think that's toddler shit. Maybe because you are allowing it <laughs> to happen. You guys allow it. You enable her. Yeah, Sometimes. <laughs> Like she, it's, well, it's, not any, I haven't been doing that easier, much. It's easier. It's easier. She puts up the fight, but like we've stopped. Like I've stopped doing that, and I'm home with her more. Because before I'd be like, oh, okay, you don't want that, I'll just turn it off. But now I'm like, no, it's my car. I'm gonna listen to music. Or no, yeah. this is our house. We're yeah. gonna put this on, yeah. and she's fine now. She doesn't care. It's easier sometimes to not fight the battle, and then you realize you've lost the war. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm fucking tired. I, but Go does ahead. anybody really- I'll turn it off. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then you're like, fuck. Now I have to battle this bitch. Because that I forgot. <laughs> because the biggest thing you forget is because you do get tired. But yeah. this age group that they're in, these two to four year olds, probably up to five, they're all boundary testers. Uh huh. So you're exactly right. If you fucking (laughs) let it go for too long, they're like, oh, I got your ass, bitch. And then you can't go back. And then to go back and retrain them Mm -hmm. is like, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it's doable. We do it. So Mm -hmm. I just do the intervention of like, you can have A or you can have B. And that seems to work out because she still is getting the fucking choice. And that's a typical intervention, parents. Use that shit to whatever you want. And it works like fucking gold. Don't overwhelm them with a bunch of choices. You give them two. Start with two. No. Give and guess two. what? And they're both you choices you choose, want. If you can't choose either, I'm sorry. Those are the choices. 
I'm sorry. And they will choose. And you it's make either it this or this that you're okay with. Mm-hmm. See, my daughter is, then I want neither. I'm going to go up to my room and fuck you. That's what my daughter will do. Good. Go to your room. And I'm like, bye. Okay. Go to your room. My okay. daughter won't do that. I'm like, you still made a choice. She's going to be great. Now, when she, when she does make a choice, I'm like, thank you for making that choice. That's awesome. Good job. But oftentimes she will choose a non-option. Because she's pissed that she hasn't gotten her way and she will go in her room and yeah, play with her toys or do whatever she wants up there. Okay. Yeah. You've still made a choice. When you're ready, come see me. But yeah, I, I mean, just to give them the two option choices, that's what's been working. And then really just reasserting uh, uh, my boundaries. Mm hmm with her and so that she has to learn to navigate that she doesn't get her way all the time and then yeah. even having like backup because she spends a lot except for my husband's uh family they kind mm-hmm. of they still spoil the kids my, my parents they love to be able to tell a child no um <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so is- if it helps if your people that help with your kids sometimes yeah. are also on the same plan so then it's just reinforced in different Here, areas here's the places. issue with most kids That's the other thing uh-huh. At my family, other places, houses, yeah. she doesn't like do that at their houses. Nope. Neither she does do my, my daughter doesn't do it outside either because they push boundaries with those they feel safest with. Yeah. Well, and I know that is some bullshit. It's real hard. And, and it is. It's really hard for moms. It's a mind fuck. Often, yeah. Like my husband does not punish her. He may raise his voice and, and, and put, put his foot down with certain things. But if I say, like, if you don't stop, I'm going to go tell dad. Because I've asked her twice, three times. I'm like, <laughs> I've asked you to put it down. I've asked you to put it down and go, you know, and I give her the redirect. She ignores uh-huh. it. I'm like, no, that's it. I'm just going to tell dad. No, 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 no. I'll do it. Okay. Why the fuck do I have to threaten you with some bullshit for you to fucking listen to me? Okay. So Cam does that to me. <laughs> I'm the fucking enforcer, okay? Which is, but fine, whatever the fuck ever. Yeah. But I'm the enforcer, like, all week long. I would like a break. If she knew, though, that my husband's not going to do jack shit. If she knew. be fucked. Yeah. If she knew, like, if I, like, okay, because it's like, we need to go to sleep, lay down. No, but I want to talk and play. No, I'm going to talk. I'm like, go to sleep. And like. (laughs) Yeah. If she doesn't, I'll say, okay, I'm going to go get daddy then. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'll go to sleep. He ain't going to come a fucking I know in that there. they're saying, like, millennials, we are trying to, like, reparent ourselves, reparenting these kids. Yeah. But let me tell you, sometimes they be testing. All the time. They be testing. All the time. Just too much. But, I, you this know, I just why millennials are, are already dead inside. Because we have to be in order to work through this bullshit. Girl, it's like, I'm just like sitting there like, was I like this? Oh, no, I wasn't because I would get my ass beat. Yes. I, but I'm not putting my hands on my kid. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I'm like, were they right? <laughs> <laughs> I told you that the top boom. <laughs> no, we're, we're sacrificing our sanity to give them a healthier space to express themselves. Yeah, I know. I know. Our I gotta sanity, remember this. This again, does not light up my life. I again, just our sanity out. has already been stomped on, tested, trashed completely. 
Mm-hmm. And we don't have that fire in us to be as combative with we under we can have perspective of this is a child our parents did not have the perspective of this is a child who's the adult in the Mm -hmm. room we are we are the adult now Mm -hmm. so we need Mm -hmm. to have the sense of an adult and uh, understand they have the sense of a child unlike our parents who are like 100 percent. i don't give what the i don't care what your what your birth certificate says bitch I'm fucking in charge and you better fucking listen. <laughs> it just that reminds me of an incident that happened with my dad. She was having one of her like baby like meltdowns and they know like a boundary is like, you're not spanking my kids. You're not right. like swatting them. Right. You're not backhanding. I got all of that. Right. Like smacked orangutan, whatever the hell it was. Orangutan is multiple slaps at once. If you don't know, my mom was good at that. Mm. Um, <laughs> I laugh about physical abuse. Mm-hmm. I have to. <laughs> and so um, my dad was helping me get her into the car and he picked her up and she wanted to walk and he, she was walking too slow for him. And I said, just mm-hmm. let her walk. And he didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Full blown on tantrum in mm-hmm. the car. And he's trying to help me. He turns to looks at me. This is how low their threshold is. Mm-hmm. And I love my dad, but all yeah. of them mm-hmm. turns to look at me. And says, well, you won't let me spank her, so I have nothing for you. And he's like, bye, and walks into the house. Because that's how they parented us. Yeah. You got smacked. You got swatted. They had a limited set of You got backhanded. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all physical discipline. He was like, well, you don't let us spank her. You don't let us do this. You don't let us discipline her. So I ain't got nothing for you. I'm going to go. Yep. And I was like, and then he texts me like 10 minutes later. He's like, are you still in my, my front yard? Like how long is this tantrum lasting? And I was like, she's fine. She's in her car seat. We were gone. He's like, how long did it last for? I was like, like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. He's like, what did you do? I was like, I, I just waited. sat there. He's like listening to her screaming like that. And I was like, yeah. Listen, she's going to be screaming whether you hit her or wait. Yeah. So I was like, the same and then fucking response. because when you have a child that's dysregulated, sometimes you have to let them just, as long as they're not hurting themselves. Yeah. Right. You just let them go through the explosion and eventually they're going to tire out. It shouldn't be like a 45 minute, like screen yeah. fest. And then once they're calm, I was helping her do her deep breathing. And then we talked on the way home. Mm hmm. And he's like, oh, just sitting there for 20 minutes listening to her scream. I was it's like, it worse. was like six minutes. It was literally like six minutes. It wasn't 20 minutes. If you learn nothing, if you don't work with kids, understand the most dangerous thing you can do is engage in a control battle. With oh, yeah. <laughs> power struggles, baby. A power struggle. You will lose. Mm-hmm. You will no, either cause... lose your sanity, you will lose your relationship with that child, or they will own your ass and they will know it, it and they will continue every single time after. I don't, mm-hmm. when I had combative children with, when I worked with them in school and they were trying to get a rise out of me, I literally looked at this one kid one time and said, I am too old to argue with an eight-year-old, so I'm not going to. 
Mm-hmm. And I just walked away. Mm-hmm. And my colleagues were like, what? But he did this and he said this and that. I don't care. Who I'm cares? too old. I'm too old to argue with someone who's eight. You know if what else all, you're what, teaching What is that going to accomplish? When you, exactly. And when you do that, <laughs> you're showing them that like, that you're not going to be taken in. You're showing them regulation. You're showing them that they can't get a rise because they want a reaction because whatever they they're reaction. doing it for, it's for a reaction because they need a need met. Everything is need-based with children Mm -hmm. remember that it is need based if your child is throwing a tantrum there is a need behind it my daughter did her crazy shit it's because i violated her boundary of independence Mm -hmm. i know that so that's why i tell people don't pick her up unless she asks you to pick her up yeah yeah your power struggle is i just don't i don't understand adults that have this I mean, I guess it's probably because they need control, because probably because of trauma. It's a need. Every it's, behavior it's, it's you un, have is need based. It's unaddressed. You know, it's an it's an issue that that per, that individual has. Right? They need the comfort of being in control. And listen, I'm one of those people. I have to be in control a lot of the time. Hundred percent. But mm-hmm. what I have learned is, is having quote unquote control in the situation or perceived control in the situation going to cost me more than it's worth if it's going to cost my time my energy my sanity sanity um, there are certain things yeah i can't let go of especially if it's if i can look it up on google and prove a fucking point yeah you're right i'm a dog with a bone here's the fucking facts my husband the other day tried to tell me that because i was like my nose looks different this picture he's like your nose doesn't doesn't grow like that and i said Yes, one thousand percent. Your ears and nose don't Your ever nose stop does growing. Grow. Your ears and nose do not stop mm-hmm. growing. He's like, you've had the same. You're going to have the same face until you. I was like, that is not true. No. And Google, I'm like, here it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he, you know, but there's men don't want to fucking, you know. So those things. Oh yeah, I'll I die on that. that I'll die on those hills. But when it comes to dealing with another person, where it's like, I already, you've already have the power when you are older than than. Like when you are the adult, that child yeah, you doesn't have, have the power, power dynamic. They are mm-hmm. scraping for the power and they will figure it out depending on what kind of trauma they've experienced. Mm-hmm. They got to run through their cycle too. So it's often best if you just realize that the little scrap of control you're going to gain is not worth it. It's not, especially if you have to work with that child yeah. day in and day out, that child needs to be able to trust you. Yeah. And needs to know that you care. Yeah. I mean, you can reprimand your child, obviously, and teach the manners, teach them yeah. how to regulate, like, you know, their moods and everything like that and their emotions. But sometimes if they're having an outburst, screaming at them, yelling at them is just going to hype them up more. I'll tell my daughter, you- listen, I'm sorry I snapped at you, but I asked you mm-hmm. multiple times. And it, mm-hmm. again, especially when it, it has to do with her personal safety. Mm-hmm. I've asked you multiple times. You kept going. And when it is about your safety, I cannot just let you do that. Yeah. I had that discussion with my daughter the other day because she like tried to run out in the parking lot at Target. Mm-hmm. I said, what? <laughs> I snatched her up real quick. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? You, I said, you scared mommy. Yeah. But she knows what scared me. Right. I said, you can get hurt. 
cars can hurt you. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I know you're mad. Once again, she was mad because mm-hmm. I, I was rushing her and she wanted to do her own walking thing. And I was like, you know, no, let me pick you up. Let's just do this. And she mm-hmm. wanted to get in the stuff by herself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should have known. I fucking knew it was going to cause. See, I did that, but I caused the explosion because mm-hmm. I already knew that it was going to cause a fucking issue. Yeah. Because she's already established that she would like to try stuff. And she's it's true. She will try. And if she really can't do it, she'll ask for my help. But you have to let her try it on her own first. I sat there this morning when my daughter's getting like we we're getting her dressed in her room and she was playing around. I was like, I, I told you we need to get dressed. I told you we need to get dressed. And I could feel myself getting becoming dysregulated. She has her her mm-hmm. towel sitting on the edge of her bed. And she like knocked it and I was like, mm-hmm. and she was like, why do you look like that? And I was like, huh? Why do I look like what? Go pick up your stuff. <laughs> well, my they know. Out of my head. I was like, no, I was like, I'm not, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting here so we can get, uh, get dressed. Just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of like dragon breath with her and stuff like that like I, one day I recorded her tantrum and sent it in a voice message mm-hmm. to my husband and he thought it was going to be like a sweet message from her and it's her just sounding like a fucking demonic yeah. devil child like, <laughs> but like 10 times louder mm-hmm. and he's like oh I thought that was going to be a sweet message I was like no I just want you to like you know be a part of my world mm-hmm. and he's like well what did you do I was like I let her scream and he's mm-hmm. for how long? And I was like, two minutes. She was screaming for two minutes. Yeah. And then when I could talk to her, because when someone's in a heightened state like that, you're not going to be able to rationalize no. them down. No. So once she screamed enough, I was like, okay, let's do breathing. Let's let's do some dragon breathing. Let's like, you know, mm-hmm. calm down. Mm-hmm. And she did. She's fine. She'll do it with me. And then after that, I can be like, okay, I see you're mad. Mm-hmm. What are you mad about? Mm-hmm. Why are you upset? And I label the feelings Mm -hmm. so she understands what she's experiencing, right? Always put Mm -hmm. a label to what they might be experiencing so they have the words. Mm -hmm. And then she she goes, oh, I'm mad because X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, hey, man, I understand that. You don't have to explode. Like, you know, I probably said it better in Mm -hmm. a better term. And I was like, you don't have to get mad. You don't have to scream. You don't have to shout. You can, you have words. Yeah. Use your words. See, my daughter would be like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't well, want to tell older, you. I don't want to tell sure. you right now. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And there, it's, <laughs> I've learned though, it's sometimes it's because she doesn't quite know why she had that reaction. Yeah. She mm-hmm. can't, she could say the feeling, but she can't tell me why. She doesn't know why she got that upset. So I've just mm-hmm. learned when she says like, I can't tell you. I I learned to not take it like she has an attitude. Like I, I could get offended and be like, what, why, why the fuck can't you tell me? I, I've realized that yeah. it's just the way of her, her saying like, I'm not quite sure why I did that. I'm not quite sure why I had yeah, that. You that just feeling. have to. Honestly, like being a parent is just checking your own fucking ego at the door. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I do the things and I do either. Whatever. I've been asked, well, you know, what upsets you? Why were you so upset? I don't know. I really don't know what I, to mm-hmm. tell you. I think it was, I was overwhelmed Yeah, I mean, and that was the last straw, but I can, it took me 30 something years to come up with that language for myself. 
So how am I going to expect a four-year-old to do that? Exactly. They're not going to. And I think that's what we forget sometimes. So it's like your child is learning you and you're still learning your child and your child's going through all these stages. And may I, I might assess my child every year, but that's just because I can't <laughs> help myself because yeah. I'm just like, is this fucking real? Like well, when they do shit, I'm like, is this normal? Is this real? And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's so unhelpful when you ask your parents. Let me tell you. So unhelpful if you ask your parents like, hey, did I ever do this? Was I ever like this? Because my mom was like, no. And why is that? We didn't exactly. grow up in the same exact way. We, Our households are completely different. I was raised in a single parent household. Um, told to basically be be seen and not heard. I was afraid all the time I had instability all the time because of all the trauma Mm. involved in in how I grew up so yeah you wouldn't have seen that you wouldn't have known about that I didn't Mm -mm. talk about my problems to anyone so yeah I I think it brings you back to what you said it's a safety thing they are being authentically themselves whereas when we were younger we learned to mask what it was unsafe to be ourselves because if you cause trauma, drama, or you cause your parents to any slight of uncomfortability within themselves, inconvenience, yeah. you got discipline. However, they saw what discipline yeah. was. Mine mm-hmm. was physical discipline. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like getting smacked. Mm-hmm. So I. I learned to mask very well all of my emotions and how I act, which is probably why I have anger triggers. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I don't want that for my kid, but I'm just like, this shit's fucking hard, but you're right. You can't ask older generations how they dealt with shit because they're like, you never did that. And then I think back to it. I wonder why I didn't because I wasn't allowed to do that yep. by what I mean. Like I wasn't allowed to naturally process emotions i was a high functioning anxious child a hundred percent so was i so you're not going to see the iceberg beneath that and i feel like also there's always a rebel period with people at some point i never had that rebel period i was my brother did. did but you were sneaky about it i was sneaky but it wasn't like as bad as like something no that it could have been no and so and because i was sneaky i never really got caught my brother got caught all the time yeah so like compared to that they were like oh melinda's such a good kid but i was like a covert doing bullshit that i shouldn't have been doing yeah same right and but that's hard too, because it's just like you had to lead like a double life. Yeah. And it's just always been very like stone faced. You know, I was a latchkey kid. Yeah. So there you go. So I was like a little mini adults all running around in our age groups. Yeah. I think about like the things that we were forced to do, the skills we were forced to have at a young age, like, it's frustrating as a millennial parent or even probably a Gen X parent because they're parenting kids who like, they're like, aren't you fucking know how to do anything? You don't know how to fucking do anything. 
you have all these tools, all this, this, it's because they are, they were not traumatized into having to cope quickly like we were. I fucking, I feel that in my soul. It seems like they don't know how to do jack shit. And it's because they didn't have, they weren't forced to have to grow up as quickly as we did. Okay. So we have all (laughs) this experience. We have the credentials. We have master's degrees. We have all of them in these behavioral fucking shit. And so then we're talking to people because we work with people that also have those things Mm -hmm. or more so, right? Like Mm -hmm. people that have like their doctorates in behavioral bullshit. Mm -hmm. And you tell them what your child is doing. Mm -hmm. This is going to your point. And they look at you like you're fucking crazy Mm -hmm. and you've got six heads. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, they're three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, or yeah, they're four. Yeah. They're yeah. five. And you're like, oh, this is normal. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you perceive a normal three, four or five year old to be like? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I didn't realize it was this. And they're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with their behaviors. That's that's their age group. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. And then when you start putting them in like group activities, like whatever, like soccer or play dates or like all this mm-hmm. other shit, you're like, Oh, I guess that is what they fucking do. Mm -hmm. But in your head, because you were grown up a certain way and you were told you had to be a certain way, you're just like, why aren't you like that? Yeah. And it's like, oh, because we're not doing the same fucking tactics up in here. Like, if I had a problem as a young child, I'd be like, well, I'm going to find the solution. I'm not asking Jack all for help. And I don't think... I had a really bad issue with asking for help i and i don't never ask for help until it got too far it got too far in my experience kids aren't asking for help but they're also not trying to solve the problem they're allowing the floundering to happen they're just like uh (laughs) i guess i'm just gonna be a mediocre joe schmo like they're so okay with apathy or disappointing others like they don't have that crushing guilt okay so they're like yeah "Yeah, i'm failing yeah i'm this yeah but they're and they're always like well it could be worse well it could be worse i had the mentality too of it could be worse but it was more like i that was a coping of my life is shit but i need to still survive here so i'm gonna tell myself it could Uh be worse stop complaining they're more like things could get worse i don't know what your fucking problem is like it's really not that bad (laughs) it's a different way of using that mentality but they have it and so we were like our anxiety which way is healthier (laughs) our anxiety drove us to find a solution because we were too afraid of the consequence of not finding the solution and their anxiety is like well, I guess the worst thing that could happen is my friends will leave me if I if I don't say this or if I keep quiet or whatever. They're not afraid of their parents. Like what's normal? What thousand percent? They are not afraid of their parents' judgment. I don't think my daughter is going to be. <laughs> and that is how I function. Of I life. don't. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't think. Like I don't think. I don't think. I just don't think. I would never. And that's just because of how I was raised. But like, I know I'm doing better for her. 
And I know she's going to be way more mentally healthier and she's going to be probably way more emotionally healthier yeah. than I was. Yeah. Well, she's going to have the language to express herself. Yeah. Right. At the very yeah. least. Where- and I know she's safe with us and I know like she's going to have that solid foundation with us to come to us. I know that she won't all the time. My daughter, when I just am dysregulated, I've asked multiple times and I'm not, she's not complying. And then I yell, I'll like yell her name. I'm like, I said to do this. And she's like, you scared me because I yelled. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry that I scared you. I'm not trying to scare you, but I will get to a point where I have asked you enough. And now I'm mad. I am angry now. Because I need you to get this done. I'm not asking her to do dumb shit just to do dumb shit. I'm like, no, we need to get in the bath. I need you to come. She's like, no, let's play hide and seek. We're not playing hide and seek right now. We are getting ready for bath. No, no, no. Come come find me. No. No. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> I need you to get in the fucking bath. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't think I ever played hide and seek with my mom and dad. Oh, ex- that's what I'm saying, though. It's like. I'm trying that to. That makes me so sad right now. It's doing. Oh it's, my God, Ashley. You just really fucked me up right now. It is this duality of I want to give my daughter experiences I did not have while also understanding that I can't always give her those things. And it's. Yes. yes. And I'm like driven up a wall because I can't mentally I can't I she watches this YouTube channel where these parents play with their kids okay yeah they're like playing pretend like oh it's we're at the veterinary office and like oh we have this emergency and I'm like I could never like fucking put a bullet in my head I can't do that shit I cannot play pretend for hours and hours my kid but what does my kid want more than anything else for me to be her playmate yeah and so I have to try and put my brain in a place where I'm like being playful as much as I can but it is a, I have a low threshold for that shit me personally <laughs> I don't know how to play you know why because I didn't get the opportunity and so it's not a part of my demeanor it's not it I was always is. an adult I was parentified yeah. at a young age do I have an inner child that would probably have liked those things? Yes. But I, that part of me, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, you got to go through some healing on that stuff. But like, literally when you said that, I was like, I don't recall, like, no. I don't recall like hide and seek with my parents. We could sit and I don't watch TV with our parents. Tea parties. I don't recall Barbie playing, like things I do with my daughter. Yeah. I never did that with my mom and dad. Yeah. And I, I do, feel like I would recall that. Do like, you we enjoy that? About, do you, like, do, when you do that with her, with my... do you enjoy that with her? When you play Barbies, are we you do, enjoying like, makeup that? salon? You, but you enjoy it for a little bit. For a little bit. For me, I'm like, but I'm also like, I'll I'll pretend the doll. I'm like doing the doll, and I'm like, I told you, I'm not into this. I told you. <laughs> That's so fucked up. No, like. I can get like I just I don't know it's like getting into it, but like me and Cam have to play off each other because like you said it's a low threshold. Yeah. So like maybe he takes the first round of like doll playing, and then I take the second round, and then she wants to change into forty different princess dresses, and then she wants you to call her what princess she is. So then I have to say, oh, 
Tangled, you look beautiful. Or, See, oh, and I would have to say, Maribel, you look amazing. I would have to tell my daughter, you get one dress today. Because I, I can't. Like, I can't. Girl, I changed. You saw how many dresses there were. I know. You saw. But me personally, it's a wardrobe like, change. I, I would be like, you get one dress to play today. You can play another character tomorrow because I can't deal with it. I have to set my no, own mental health. Because I will snap. Me, it, I don't. It's a lot. <laughs> I haven't snapped on that yet, but it becomes it becomes tedious. Yeah. 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 yeah but I, I'm just thinking like I never did that with my mom. My mom has never sat down with me while I played dress up. No, my dad didn't, and it was sad because I was recalling things with my brother over the weekend because it was mm-hmm. my dad's birthday. Uh huh. And I, we were talking about like these things we used to do that he would take me to go get like ice cream on Fridays or after a haircut, mm-hmm. and my mom would take me to go get like a donut or something for breakfast before she dropped me off at daycare. Uh-huh. And these are all when I was being picked up from daycare right. or when I got to a certain age, I was home by myself from like what fourth grade on. Mm-hmm. And what is fourth grade nine, nine. Yeah. So I would walk home from school or even third mm-hmm. grade. Did I walk home in third grade? So let's yeah. Third grade. Mm-hmm. Am I? Yeah. So third grade, I've been latchkey kid mm-hmm. and my parents work crazy schedules yeah so i knew i can't go outside and play i can't go do this Mm -hmm. i can't go do that Mm -hmm. you know for a very long time so that was the way i was an adult yeah at a young age yeah i mean i i had to play with myself a lot of the times because i was an only child for like basically eight years and then once my sisters were born like i would play with them but it was more like physical type stuff like we weren't playing pretend with each other it was more physically based like running around play throwing balls like things like that um but that's the thing like my daughter wants to be outside all the time like oh come play you know tea party with me come play to the playhouse and like order food when we went to the park the other day there's like a little covered bench just in like the playground area and she's like okay um i would like and she's like giving me her order she's like me and log because her friend's name was log I guess me and log would like, you know, he wants mushrooms on his pizza and I would like pepperonis on my pizza. Okay. Okay. Can you let the chef know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll get that order right out. Like I have such a lack of enthusiasm to play these things, but I try, I try my best, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we take her, my daughter loves to be outside. She doesn't like to be inside. Yeah. It's, it's actually worse. I prefer her outside. Yeah, because I get more out of like play when we're playing outside because we play soccer. She jumps in the mm-hmm. trampoline. She has a swing set in the backyard. We go mm-hmm. to the park across the street. I feel like she does better outside and I do better as a parent outside. I feel like I can engage in that play. Like you said, that physical play. Yeah. Better than like tea party play. Yeah. I mean, I, I, because I think that is what my parents did because I did play sports from yeah. a young age. Yeah. So I can connect with playing physically better than the teacup and the dress ups. But I still, I never had dress up clothes. I never had any yeah. of those things. Yeah. So like I'm giving her all of these things that she wants Yeah. that I never had. And so I don't, I don't know how to play 
with her and doing it, but I'll do it and I'll change you mm-hmm. 60,000 times, but we got to pick one at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I played. That's I like played a dress weird cross my... to bear. The millennial cross to bear. That's yeah, what that it's is. A it's a lot. I mean, there are some people, I, I mean, it's hard. It's just hard for me to play pretend. And I think it's because I did that as a solo. Well, I was like an only child. I had a brother that was nine years yeah. older than me. He didn't yeah. play with me. He just yeah. took me when he went to go play with his friends. But yeah. I was just like sitting there. Yeah. It wasn't like playing. It was like he wanted to go play with his friends and he had to take me because he was once again, he was watching me. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were talking about like he was like 10 or, or 12. How old was he? I was like four and he was whatever age 13. Mm-hmm. He would make me crawl through like Pasito house over there off mm-hmm. of whatever, wherever mm-hmm. we used to live over there. And we, he would make me drag me through like trenchy areas and make me climb walls at like four years old. Mm-hmm. And his friends would help me over walls and whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause they wanted to go play and he was right. watching me. Right. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't have imaginative playtime. Yeah. And I had like 50 Barbies and I was just playing by myself all the time. Yeah. In the side, in my side yard, in the garage, I would play like store by myself, yard sale by myself. Now you're making me feel like I need to give my child a sibling. No, I listen, I (laughs) enjoyed playing by myself and I had friends like my friend across the street. She would come over and play Barbies with me. Uh, my cousins would come over and play with me like I did have those opportunities but the difference I, like I said the difference is that our parents didn't engage in those activities with us it yeah, was I know that's what I'm saying it was it's just the difficult separate. part it was just separate and so like okay I, go play in your room yeah and I do that sometimes but like she's like mom put on my music and she has like a playlist and she goes and plays in her room and then she makes a freaking mess and then she's like um, can you come help me clean? Cause I made a big mess. I'm like, okay. My mom would never have helped me clean shit. Okay. No. She would have been like, you fucking made the mess. You fucking cleaned it up. Or I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but we just getting through it. I guess the best we can. I'm trying to be a good mom. I don't know. I'm sure she'll talk shit on me when I'm sure she'll be on a podcast. I mean, my mom, my, my daughter talks shit. shit to me now. You're so mean, she- mom. Okay. She okay. hasn't gotten to that stage yet, but I feel like it's in, it's coming up because she's a year younger than your daughter. I, all I tell her is like, you know what? If I mean for trying to keep you safe, if I mean for, you know, ha- trying to explain that that's that you can't go stand on five chairs while you're trying to watch the cooking. Okay. I mean, I don't know. When does that happen? Like, was it four, four and a half? What is that age of, um, like, shut up. I hate you. <laughs> I don't know. She started screaming at me probably, like, l- like late three into four. She would just scream at me. I feel like it's coming. She would just I scream like at me. Coming. And I would just say, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that you're upset that I said no to you. But I, I have to say no to that. Like, I can't. Because I... I can't take you to the store. Like every day I pick her from daycare. You got something for me, mom? Where's my no. surprise? No, I don't got <laughs> shit for you. I don't got shit for you. Like you come <laughs> in my car. I'm taking you home. And not every day is going to be 
a cookie in the car or right. chips in the car or whatever. Like I don't have snacks for you every or day. Or a fucking Kate pot from Starbucks. Exactly. Get, get I send you with snacks every single day to daycare. Why would you assume that I then now have more snacks in the car for a 10 minute car ride home? We ain't going on a 30 minute car ride. It's 10 minutes. No, I got shit for you. Sorry. <laughs> Can we go to Target? No. You know what it is. Ugh, you're so mean, <laughs> mom. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. That's what I I don't know what the answer. It's like, you know what it is? They're like, I feel like, you know how people are saying, like I say, like people lie to us about parenting and all this other shit. And I just feel like, no, it's because like, if you grew up when we did, our parents weren't really parenting us. I was at daycare a lot. Yeah. One and two, they were just kind of doing their own bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like we are actually actively parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is my mom did not have conversations with me she did not try and help me understand my feelings Mm -hmm. she did not try Mm -hmm. and she told me facts about life it's not like hard truth yeah but it's not like they didn't tell us the truth about parenting they just did not i don't want to sound like a dick they just didn't actively parent Mm -hmm. so they don't know how to explain their parenting was like because i told you because you got spankings because x y and z Mm -hmm. it wasn't like what we're trying to do so they can't fucking help you and it's not like they lied to you they just didn't have to deal with that fucking shit yeah our life lessons were compliance yes and you're over here and you're like well i know i'm a little fucked up so i don't want to do that to them so let me try and be better here's the and then you're like oh can you help me and you're asking the person who's made you a little fucked up to help you and they're like i don't fucking know dumbass here's the issue though and then they're like you're such a badass mom you're a bad mom because you're letting her like act that way and i'm like express her feelings well shit listen this is aside from parenting for for my perspective okay like we're not talking about me as a parent i was raised to be compliant and guess what i was only compliant up to a certain age after that i didn't comply with shit so it wasn't long lasting and once i could wake up and actually realize oh i don't have to listen to this i don't have to take your bullshit i don't think compliance is a good thing to teach kids i don't especially girls Mm -hmm. because all it teaches is to go along with what another person wants and disregard what you want so I don't actively mm-hmm. teach my daughter compliance. There, are, That's why I say if if it keeps you safe, I need you to listen to the when mommy tells you to do that. It's yeah, about I have safety, to with that. bottom line. I, yeah, I also uh, was raised by people that had their first kid at like 17 and yeah. 18 years old. So like they were kids themselves and they came from a different generation that was more poverty stricken and harder on them mm-hmm. physically mentally like not emotionally non-existent mm-hmm. so they didn't learn anything either <laughs> well in compliance i think compliance for a different generation means it did mean safety i need you to listen so yes. that so that um you fall within the rules so that you're not getting whatever 
abducted yeah whatever but it bleeds into other things because then if you if you are what is pavlov's dog what is he doing conditioning if you are conditioning your child to be Mm -hmm. compliant especially around other Mm -hmm. adults abuse will follow that's just my opinion oh a hundred percent a hundred percent either emotional abuse different types of control sexual abuse like abuse will follow if all they ever know is how to be compliant and not to advocate and maybe even other kids Mm -hmm. because shit happened to me Mm -hmm. you have kids that are perpetrators i it happened to me your one of your neighbors like full-on groped me we were playing outside hockey or something and he like groped me and I didn't which one no don't say the name which one I don't even remember no 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 it was some other kid on the no because I was like I was like I just don't feel like he would no he did I don't it was some other kid I don't even know his name kind soul don't even know his name I don't even know his name I think it was at the very end of the cul-de-sac on that side oh okay I think I remember and one of them groped me while we were playing I was groped during um my uncle used to have a big trampoline and a neighborhood kid was there and he full-on like grabbed my vagina and my cousin was like get the fuck out of here don't ever fucking come back around here did it like you know he was there advocating for me but I never was explicitly taught what to do when someone tries to take advantage because all I was ever taught was compliance don't make noise don't do this right don't disrupt the balance minimize minimize yourself as much as possible i was groped yeah. in elementary in our on our blacktop i a kid like uh one of the red balls came towards me and i grabbed it and i had it above my head because i was gonna throw it and he like full just like grabbed my chest and miss miller was like don't do it again to him and that's where that left. Yeah. So I was taught most of my adolescence that being touched inappropriately was fine because nothing ever mm-hmm. happened to those kids. So I had to internalize the shame. I had to go through all that. And I, I will be fucking damned if my daughter believes that she can't say shit about things that like that that happen. I will say this next generation of girls growing up, my God, if you ladies aren't teaching your sons or daughters or whatever, Mm -hmm. like whatever they get interested in, I don't know however anybody's going to identify to mostly your sons. If you ain't teaching your sons the right way to come at females, best believe you have a bunch of women that are raising their daughters Mm-hmm. to become feral mm-hmm. if shit gets crossed mm-hmm. because like you said i will be damned if something like that shit happens to my kid mm-hmm. i'm just giving everybody a heads up that might have sons because <laughs> that fucking era of like oh he's a boy he's teasing you because he likes you he's making fun of you he's treating you like shit because he likes you is fucking dead yeah, and here's my question to those quote-unquote boy moms that are so proud to call themselves that. If that is your excuse, if your son ever fucking does something like that, then my answer to you is why are you not a better parent at teaching your son how to fucking act right? 
if if you are teaching your son to just attack a child because you quote unquote like them, what the fuck are you teaching them? Well, what the what do you believe? Right. How are you being treated? You believe that's what I want to I want to know if you're doing okay because you're allowing that to happen within your home, which means something's happening for you. Your some boundaries are being crossed for you if you think that's like acceptable behavior, right? <clears throat> that's what that is. I'm just telling you, ladies. I, I'm raising a feral ass daughter who will. I'm not. No, I watch out because I don't think these new generation uh, females are going to be having some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. You got a bunch of old ass bitches having daughters like old women having kids later on in life and we're just not having shit no more no <laughs> like, like I, young people having kids too but you're having a bunch of fully formed mostly of us adults i would assume trying to raise up anarchy within our children i don't know oh yeah like i sorry i was having this family dinner and at my in-laws i don't know and like they were talking about like girls attitudes and they just had a new daughter and I looked at them and I said I hope my daughter like has the lifetime to like make decisions of like she I'm gonna be proud of her if she fucking decides she doesn't want to get married or she wants to do that I said that happiest people are single married single women without children like I said I'd be damned if she ends up with like a loser if, if the loser's a boy, if the loser's a girl, if the loser's mm-hmm. uh whatever they identify as, I'd be damned. Yeah. If they if she ends up like that. I hope she like fucking knocks everybody on their ass. I don't want her ever to feel like she has to settle for some bullshit. You would have thought a bomb went off. They looked at me like I was crazy. Because and I was they're... like, I was like, you have a little girl. I hope you come up on my side eventually. Like they were looking like the other husband looked at me like I was like who, who upholds the patriarchy? Crazy. Who upholds the women? White women. white women. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I am one trying of you. to break you. I we, am I'm one trying of you. to break you. Break you from them those bonds that hold you. I, I am one, and I'm telling you. I'm raising one right now. She got a she ain't broken. I <laughs> I really wish you wake up. I really wish you do and start doing things with yourself as, you know, as a precedent for yourself and as a precedent for your, your kids. I don't care if they're male or female, they deserve a better world than what is. They deserve a better world than what currently is. Okay. Yeah. Like, we all just need to make a pact that we're just not going to bring up, like, fucked up, like, assholes. Come on now. We could, I mean, they're going to be a little bit of assholes. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's change the asshole dynamic. Like, make it be an asshole for good, righteous things. And not so much, like, an asshole for, like, stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, Yeah. I, we really went off. We're gonna have to edit this. Well, shit. I'm. I was thinking. I was like, I'm just gonna make it two episodes. We're gonna have. Yeah, call it things that light us rant. up. Things that light us up and uh, parenting as a millennial, a oh, millennial God. female. Yeah, it's a millennial female. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
you know what? I don't want to dog all men because my husband's a good man. He's a good man. He's a good dad. He's a good dad. I'm going to say that if you are a man that does not see issue with our society right now, you are a problem. You are part of the problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are, same thing with if you are a woman who does not see a problem in our society right now you are part of the problem yeah like my husband wants to like wants her to be a fire breather like we're on the same page of that shit yeah which is kind of like why we're having to deal with her bullshit now but i feel like it's gonna be good later my husband he's a good husband he's a good dad my husband is very lucky and fortunate my husband is torn because of he's still stuck with the restrictions and mentality of like how we were raised and kind of like yeah, well we were raised to totally this way. break yourself we it. were raised this way and but he also does not push past the boundaries i have set with how we are going to raise my daughter do you know what i'm saying like he's like i don't fucking like it but i'll respect it you know what i mean but like, i think that's okay because he's still trying to figure it right. out right Right. I don't have issue with it because we still will still talk about it. He'll mm-hmm. voice his frustrations. And sometimes I get things thrown in my face like, see, this is what happens when you just let her. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I understand. I understand the consequences of what's happening. She yeah. is going to have bigger behaviors. She is going to be more vocal about X, Y, Z. I get it. But mm-hmm. in that sense, we're kind of still on the same page. He just doesn't fully understand how to go about every little thing, which is yeah, fine because that's, that's fucking fine because we don't know either. I don't know shit. Just as long as the core stuff isn't being violated, but like I do, I I do feel fortunate to have the husband I have and the partner I have in raising this child. Mm-hmm. I do feel fortunate. I know I talk a lot of shit, but he he is is a good man he -hmm. is a good husband he is a good dad he's a little a little anxious a little anxious this is true (laughs) right a little anxious but he he is a good he's a good he's a good dad and i hope everybody can find a partner that you know minus anxiousness (laughs) that could be like that but it's really fucking difficult as an anxious spouse i know i'm not a fucking walk in the park okay (laughs) <laughs> i know i'm not the walk i know i'm not so you're saying that like joseph can like <laughs> he can feel my pain <laughs> oh i think he could definitely feel it but see he also has anxiety too and that's the, that's kind of like where the the power struggle lies where it's like we're both having anxiety about different things how are we going to move past that past that or move forward on this and it's hard because he sees me as more anxious as the more anxious one where sometimes i'm like dude your fuse is like so much shorter it's how you show the anxiety See, i have anxiety yeah i have anxiety Yours and comes it manifests out in anger. comes out in anger which is right? like joseph uh-huh i can control it better but ours comes and out as neuroticism. Yours is neuroticism. Mine is anger. And it only comes out after a really long time. I have a long fuse. The other time my anxiety manifests is at night. 
Mm. Really bad at night. Mine used to be bad at night. And that's when I'll have sleepless nights and I'll, it'd be a physical manifestation of my anxiety. And I'm not going to discuss it right now because yeah. it's not my favorite quality about myself. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, something bad. It's just me. <laughs> I'm yeah. a picker. Okay. I pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I have a stronghold mm-hmm. on it, but sometimes I don't. But yeah. I really do try. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mine comes out as anger. And I have to reel myself in sometimes. And I try not to let it combust a lot. I don't like really strike out in anger a lot of times. So if you're getting me to that point, it's because it's been piled up for a minute. Mine only comes out as anger if I am PMSing. And I don't, I'm like, well, it's hormones. I don't know what to tell you. I can't control that. Yeah, but like that's normal to me. And that's not like anxious anger. That's just no. me being pissed. I'm like, I, I don't, ha- I'm sorry. My hormones are, I can't help it right now. I, every little thing is pissing me off. And that's just what it is. It'll last for yeah, a day it's or annoyance. two. It'll last for a day or two. And then it's annoyance. Yeah, it's annoyance, not anxiousness. Yeah. There's a difference. I just but, want to put that out there. But my anxiety is um, a lot of cerebral thought a lot of cyclical Mm -hmm. shit and so I think about stuff a lot before I even bring it up and so I think this is probably where part of the issue is is that I've spent a lot of time thinking of a solution so when I present it to someone I'm already assuming they're going to agree with me because (laughs) I've done the work here (laughs) that's your problem that's my problem though too and when they're like no no I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I fucking give up. I don't know the you fuck can't. you think you are. I don't know the fuck you think you are, but I know I'm right on this one. And I then I can't like. I, well, you know, you got to you got to acknowledge your anxiety. <laughs> and then most anxiety, unless it's like attached to trauma mm-hmm. or past issues, mm-hmm. most of it is about future stuff. Right. Yeah. And so you catastrophize yep. things happening in the future. So you have to acknowledge that you're currently experiencing anxiety, acknowledge that it's about something, if it is something happening in the future. And then you have to ask yourself, and what if everything works out? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you anxious about? It could work out. What are you, what are you being anxious about? See, I don't, I don't even get anxious that it's not going to work out. I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's the starting of it. It's like, I don't want to do this application i don't want to do my taxes oh yeah but what i don't if, want to do and it always gets done it's fine and it gets done but you're like you're you're agonizing over something that you can't change Mm-mm. so why are we agonizing over it because i'm lazy i want to start okay well that's a behavioral issue you can change but you know what i will do <laughs> I'll take everything out of my closet and rearrange it. So that's called avoidance behavior. Yeah. So you don't have to adjust. I'm the like, you know issue. what I really need to do? I need to clean this deep clean this kitchen. I need to deep clean my carpets. Mm-hmm. I had this whole weekend where so I could have I could have so just relaxed. Experiencing- I could have just <laughs> relaxed this weekend. No one told me I had to clean the carpets. But what did I tell myself I needed to spend four hours doing? 
fixing one broken carpet cleaner that I didn't end up fixing. It's beyond repair because I was trying to borrow my mom's. And then essentially then using mine and and doing the work and getting through it. And then just so I could sit in a house with clean carpets. I'm by myself. When no one cared about the carpets. No one cared, but you cared about the carpets. But what were you avoiding? I guess I was avoiding, well, I I had been, this had been on my to-do list for weeks. I had been, probably months. I wanted to get these carpets clean, but I was waiting for everyone to be out of the fucking house so I didn't have them around to do it. Okay, so then. But I didn't have to do it then. I could have done it while they were still home. I could have, see, this is, maybe this is why. Because it is an inconvenience to others if I were to clean the carpets with them Mm -hmm. present. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. want to inconvenience others for my n- neuroses because mm-hmm. I was the only one that cared about yes. the carpets. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's fine that you care about the carpets. Carpets do need to get clean. But when it becomes a fixation. It, yeah, it was. I was so you know annoyed I mean? with these damn carpets. See, when I talk to you those. about these things, it makes yeah. me feel like my anxiety is not that bad. <laughs> And it's like the same with my husband. When I talk to him about his anxiety, I it's in my head. I don't say this to him. I'll mm-hmm. say it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because okay. I sit there and I'm like, you know what? Your anxiety is really not that bad. <laughs> like, it's really hard. Yours is people. a normal level and ours is deep-seated. Heightened. It's deep-seated deep, and heightened. It's deep-seated. It's tied to trauma. A hundred percent. And I'm just like, I'm not laughing at that. Obviously I'm a professional, but I'm not, I'm not your therapist. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> just kidding. I care. I care. But like, um, yeah, so I'm like, Oh God, you know, just you guys, I don't think like that way with clients, but with my family and friends, yeah. I'm like, I guess I'm not that bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think. I now, think- do you think our kids are going to be like that? Like, are we raising anxious kids? Well, per my classes, uh, I think it's like you have a, what is it? 30% chance. I gave you the statistic. I can't remember. Like you have like a 33% chance or you're 33% more likely to have anxiety if your parents have anxiety or something like that. Well, if you're pregnant when you're and you're anxious. Correct. It physically changes the structure of the brain. Correct. So is it? likely that my daughter will have anxiety yeah it is likely um she gets she's very quick to the emotion though so this is where i think it would differ she has no issues being emotional and showing her emotions whereas yeah. i intellectualize emotions and are incapable of showing them and we're not Other- talking about that again because i feel like we all Other know why anger. she does it <laughs> other than anger Right. Cause that's what I'm, I'm now overwhelmed and, and I have you an explosion. Help. Can't, I can't, can't help, can't help it. it. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't push that shit even farther down. She's real quick to, she's more in tune with her emotions. That's so, good though. So will her, will she have anxiety? Probably. But I would think that it would be less Manageable. of, less of a succubus. Than yeah. minus. Like she's gonna have manageable everyday exam. Yeah. Because here's a hot tip, you guys. Hot scoop. I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but um, you will always be anxious. Mm-hmm. 
the high, that's just part of living part, having, of life. part of life. Anxiety is there. And it was developed a long time ago to keep us alive. <laughs> yeah. It's and, a, um, <laughs> a biological marker. It's a biological <laughs> response to a lot of things. And it's just a part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And there are varying degrees of it. Yeah. Clearly, as you can tell from our discussion. So yeah, it's all just how you're able to respond to it and get through it. But it won't ever go away 100%. Now, I know that that's it's normal to be anxious. Here's, here's what I've anxiety. never had, though, is a stigma about my anxiety. What? I've never... No, had a stigma because to me it's such a normal occurrence because i I, in perspective like a lot of people melinda thinks hers isn't as bad as as mine right she's like oh perspective i have the perspective of my mother having panic attacks needing me to physically rub her arm or her feet or or meditating Mm -hmm. in the middle of a dark room or taking Mm -hmm. baths in the dark whatever Okay, so in my I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not that bad because it's about perspective. No, <laughs> There's levels to this shit. Okay, <laughs> and have I had panic? <laughs> have I had panic attacks? Yeah, of course I've had, but they're nowhere near in frequency as my mother. And like mine might be like I might I've maybe had like between three and five my entire life my entire life yeah i would say my memory i I would say like one panic attack two panic attacks throughout a lifetime three i mean if it's not a consistent thing like that that also can happen as mine happened more you just get flooded and overwhelmed in my teenage years they happen more often than my adult years because of the level of stress i was under right like See, I, you I somatically no expressed your anxiety yeah. yeah younger you somatically expressed your anxiety you had yeah. ulcers and you would vomit yes yeah sorry this is for this podcast too real <laughs> yeah so as i got older um i don't know if i learned to manage better if my brain just intellectualized better i don't know but i was able well, to kind of safety compartmentalize of- well, I, yeah, well, that's the whole problem with intellectualizing <laughs> your feelings is because your brain's like, Ooh, this is gritty. I can't, we can't handle it. Yeah. So we're not going to even feel it, but you guys sound really good. Like people that intellectualize their feelings, like you guys sound on top of your shit. You really do. You're I just want to so high you, functioning. You're so fucking high functioning. You sound on top of your shit. Okay. You really do. But just but know if you look at my cortisol levels, but just just so you know, you're not because, you know, you're not really allowing yourself to feel those emotions because they're scary. Yeah. OK. One day, maybe with a lot of help. And if not, if you can't go and get the help, that's fine. I mean, like I told you, I don't know. I watch sad movies. I listen to sad music. I cry. Um, I cry a lot when I'm proud of other people i feel like that's where we differ too like i feel like you need those outlets because like you said like you read books to like yes feel feel something i read them to to escape like that book the book that i just read where she had a miscarriage she's been divorced for two years from her husband she's she Mm -hmm. had depression she got therapy um she's trying to work through her shit she realizes she still loves her husband but he's like i'm not going down that road again like you fucked me over like i was madly in love with you and you put me in 
this hollowed place that I'd barely got out of. And as depressing as all that is, depression, miscarriage, therapy, um, suicidal ideations, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. I cried once. And I, it was just probably like a tender moment between them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. Yeah. And that just goes back to one of those memes of people using books for coping. Like you are like, that's essentially what you're doing. Yeah. Cause in a, it's a safe space for you to feel those emotions. You don't allow yourself to feel in real life. Yeah. This is getting way too deep. I know. Um, we're going but, we're going way off the rails here <laughs> well but i'm just saying because be- now we've decided to go here it's it because that. whereas if i cried during a book okay uh-huh. so if i cried during a book I'm, I'm like oh wow that really that really meant something that touched me but right. for you you're like i needed that <laughs> yep. felt good felt good to let some of that out uh- <laughs> like when you told me i was like when you're like i need a book to make me feel something i was like okay <laughs> I just want I, to be entertained. Like, I think it was just interesting, like how people yeah. deal with stuff. Yeah, we got a lot deep on this. We and got we're deep. making it two episodes. Apparently, another episode. But I think it just—it's a testament to what issues do we now have to overcome based on how we were raised, and that's every generation's issue, right? Like our parents are not perfect. We are not perfect parents, and our kids are going to have to overcome certain things because we're not perfect. So see, that's what I think about is like, what are am I causing her that she's going to be like, I really need to fix this shit about myself. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I think about that. See, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. Like, what have I done today to you that you're going to talk to a therapist about in about 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe we're we're just breaking cycles here and maybe they won't need as much therapy. Yeah, I hope. I hope. That's my hope. Uh, (laughs) No, dude, raising kids is fucking difficult. (laughs) And you know what? I could say that nobody told me that it was difficult, but I feel like that's a fucking lie. I feel like I always knew it was difficult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just didn't know how it was going to be in the trenches. Yeah. In the trenches. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, we'll one day have a conversation about that glass child syndrome because I think (laughs) a lot about me and my sisters my mom like gave a different version of herself for each of us we each got a different version of my mom that's how you parent though every child if you have multiple children you get a different parent think about it you do okay but it gets a different child but she only use certain parts of herself she only gave certain parts of herself to each of us and some she gave more than others you know what i mean i know that's what i'm saying so yeah i don't know if i know each kid needs different things for sure and you have to differentiate but that doesn't mean that certain kids need less based on your perception of need no but that's the that is how it's done sometimes in a multi-child household. Yeah. yeah. Like how you raise your son is different than how you're yes. raising Lily. There's different boundaries needed. How you There's engage different conversations with him. Needed. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
but yes, we'll get into that in a future episode. But um, I only have one kid, so I'm assuming she's getting all of me. I don't know if that's but good you or bad. can you can give perspective, I guess, on like your own. You had multi kid household, you know. Oh yeah, I, that's I mean that I can show yeah. like how people were raised differently or cousins or who I don't know. It's not even that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Being is once again our episode has gone off the rails. If these next two episodes sound weird, just know that it started as one and became another, and we decided <laughs> to split it up. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the journey. Yes. All right, guys. Well, if you want to email us uh, at talesandsubreepod at gmail feel free um if we ever we try and i might have to put a trigger warning into the show notes for this one because probably childhood it's just nice to do that so all right guys enjoy your day and we'll talk at you next time bye